Tonight we're going to look at praying for our missionaries. Um, this is going to be a very a multi-part. This might be at least two weeks, maybe three weeks by the time we get through all this. Um, yes, you can pass that out. You don't actually have to take notes because all the notes are in there. So what we're going to look at um, is this prayer guide for missionaries written by who, um, a gentleman who is now a former missionary, uh, Gary Kastner. Um, he was a missionary for 30 years um, out of Lehigh Valley Baptist Church um, in Pennsylvania. Um, he actually grew up in, this is where the object lesson comes in. So he grew up in eastern Pennsylvania, and then he went down here to Tamuku, Chile, for I think about 15 years as a missionary. And then the Lord moved him from Chile all the way over here to Botswana. Africa or Botswana, Africa, if uh, Brother Hammett hears this. Now he is back in the United States to Texas, uh, I believe down toward the Houston area. Um, he's a pastor down there now. So he's been all over the world. Um, he's pastored and um, preached on three different continents. And he has a lot of experience. Uh, I mean, he's been preaching. Um, he's been a pastor or missionary for over 30 years. Um, so I'm just going to go through this lesson that he put together. Um, some things like, like, honestly, I don't have the experience that he has in some of these points we're going to look at tonight. I'm just going to say them as it's said here. Um, leaning on his experience, but just going through this, it's like there's a lot of good things to think about for missionaries out there, things that they've had to deal with and are dealing with currently on the field, um, just um, the things they have to, uh, things we don't have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, things they have to deal with all the time. So we'll get through well, we'll see how far we get through tonight. Um, but you can follow along there in that handout. But uh, the main verse for this is found in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1. Um, the Apostle Paul writes, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. Um, Paul's been called the greatest missionary besides the Lord Jesus Christ that's walked this earth, and he's asking for people to pray for him. And um, if the Apostle Paul needed prayer, of course, missionaries we have today um, need prayer. So what we're going to look at here um, is their, their need for intercession. Their need for intercession. Um, we need to intercede on their behalf. Um, we have the example of Paul as a missionary. Paul requested for prayer um, from the different churches that he ministered to. Um, we'll look at a couple verses through uh, here. 
Romans 15:30 says, "Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and for the love of the Spirit, that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me." He's asking that the Church of Rome there to pray with him, to strive together with him in their prayers. And then we've looked at these verses before in this series, but Ephesians 6, 18 through 19, this is the Apostle Paul again uh, speaking to the church at Ephesus. Ephesians 6, 18 and 19, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And then specifically he says, and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Paul was asking that the church of Ephesus would pray that he'd be bold. I mean, you read Paul's writing and know of what he, what he did for the Lord. He was a bold man, and he's still asking um, for prayer that he'd be bold. And then... 1 Thessalonians 5.25, again, one of the shorter verses in the Bible, but it simply states, brethren, pray for us. And then uh, one other verse here, Hebrews 13.18. The writer of Hebrews, which most people believe is the Apostle Paul due to the, the writing style, he writes, pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience and all things willing to live honestly. Um, the Apostle Paul asked for prayer, and um, our missionaries that we have, missionaries around the world, they need prayer, um, just like the Apostle Paul needed prayer. And specifically, point two, why they need, uh, need prayer? is that they're involved in spiritual warfare. They're involved in spiritual warfare. Um, I'm not going to read all these verses, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, but it talks about, well, it's the armor of God, and that applies not just to missionaries, it applies to every Christian, but um, missionaries who are out there, I mean, their job is to tell people, about Jesus to get the gospel out. Um, they do it more probably than most other Christians, and they're going to be under spiritual attack, and they especially will need the armor of God um, on them to uh, fight the devil. And then um, 2 Corinthians 10, 3, and 4, that says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warf- warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Um, the devil is real, and we'll see here on some of these points things that I haven't experienced, but I know Brother Castor experienced in Chile and in Africa. Um, demonic attacks is real, and even though we might not see them as prevalent here in the United States, I mean, it happens here but it's a little bit more of a reality for missionaries on foreign um, fields. But point A here, servants of Christ do come under the attack of devils or demons. Uh, Think of the example of 
uh, Apostle Peter um, in Luke 22:31, and it says, "And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat." Of course, there's that other verse that talks about get uh, when Jesus is talking to Peter, "Get thee behind me, Satan." Um, the devil can influence Christians um, and not make maybe make wrong decisions. So we need to be praying for our missionaries that they're protected from the attack of devils or demons. And then, of course, then First Peter five eight, the Apostle Peter himself writes, "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour." Um, Here's a couple points here. Missionaries come under the attack of spells, curses, and incantations. Um, and the ignorance of Satan's devices does not bring protection. And we think about um, 2 Corinthians 2.11. Did I miss that? I did miss that verse. Um, but it's talking about us not being ignorant of Satan's devices. Um, we need to realize the devil, the devil, well, of course, we think, we know the devil's real, but there is a reality of him influencing people. Uh, I mean, think about this point that Brother Castor makes. Many Satanists, witches, shamans, and spiritists have entered into a covenant to pray to Satan to break down the marriages and families of spiritual leaders. I mean never experienced that I don't really understand what that really entails but it does happen I've heard stories of missionaries and things that they've seen in other countries that it, it's a scary thing but the Lord is more powerful and he's he can protect them we just need to be praying for our missionaries that they would be protected uh, because they are in spiritual warfare. And then also, missionaries um, are subject to great temptation. Um, the higher the profile of a leader, the higher he goes on Satan's list for special attack and focus. They're tempted with greed, power, and pride. Think about what it says in 1 Timothy 6, 9 through 11. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. And then First uh, Timothy 5.22 um, immorality is a strong lure for leaders. Think about what this verse uh, says. Lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of other men's sins. Keep thyself pure. So missionaries are subject to great temptations. We need to be praying for them um, to keep themselves pure and to be an example. Um, and then think about this point. They have a greater accountability. Um, it was interesting when I was looking at this up uh, last night. Um, I never saw this verse in this light, but James 3.1, My brethren, be not many masters, 
knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. Um, those that are have higher spiritual authority. I mean, of course, we, there's the verses about um, pastors giving account. And missionaries are pastors. They are the preachers of the gospel. They're going to be giving uh, an account uh, to God for the, what they have done with what God gave them. Um, 1 Corinthians 4, 1 through 4 says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you, or of man's judgment, yea, I judge not mine own self. For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified. But he that judges me is the Lord. Um, point two here, it is a serious offense to violate the offer, office of leadership. And then think about this point. Missionaries, they train the majority of national pastors around the world. If missionaries aren't following the Lord's direction fully and are teaching what the Bible says, they're teaching their fallacies are going to get to the national pastors. And if they leave the national pastors, I mean, it could uh, spread in that country. So missionaries have a great um, responsibility. Thinking about um, here's the uh, required or the um, gift of apostles, prophets. Well, I'll just read it. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And this is missionaries or evangelists, the Bible um, says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So missionaries have a greater accountability because they are going out throughout this world, training national pastors. They are pastors themselves. Um, they have an accountability that they need to um, be careful with, and we need to be praying for them. Um, just be, uh, the example here, again, Apostle Paul, great example of a missionary. He asked for prayer. Um, missionaries are involved in spiritual warfare. They have great temptation, and they have a great accountability. I think that's where we're going to end tonight. We'll continue uh, next week with specific areas of intercession um, in their spiritual life, physical life, their cultural life, financial life, and furlough life. Uh, there's a lot of things in these things that us who stay here at home don't really have to deal with um, going places and coming back. Um, it, it's some interesting thoughts, so we'll, we'll go through that, uh, Lord willing, uh, next week. But that's where we'll, we'll stop tonight, and uh, we will finish this up next week.